Hello, this is Lisa LaRose on PRNFM. I'm joined by the wonderful Michael J. Russ here on Connect to Love. And um, today we're going to be delving into some very, very amazing topics. I, I just, it just moves my heart. But first I want to welcome here on Connect to Love, Michael J. Russ, the founder of Life Moves Podcast and just an amazing human being. Welcome, Michael. Oh, thank you so much. You're too kind. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> happy truth. to be here. Always. Oh, always. Oh, we know it. I'm so moved. Last week, we had on Annie Brooke, who reached out to us. And, you know, one of the things that really moved me was that the whole body tells a story. And, and oftentimes when, you know, we, we, we end our show, you know, different things sort of unfold and and I you know as often is the case I picked up an Ernest Holm book and you know reminded me that everything you've ever thought done said seen learned or experienced is an imprint upon your mind and that that memory of all of those things comes together to really bring us forth to who we are and the wisdom that we share and um you know, I was just so grateful for you, Michael, for connecting us with Annie because it just, there were so many things that from that conversation that really evolved uh, to shape the next few days of my life. <laughs> so awesome. I, I just amazing. was so grateful for that. And, uh, you know, and as as is always, I, I tend to delve through the books that I have in, on my shelf. And I have one that has always been really near and dear to my heart entitled the wisdom keepers and these two authors went around and they met with all of these native american spiritual elders throughout the country from all different tribes and one of the ones that i wanted to share that really moved me was from um he was a a pawnee elder his name was uncle frank davis that's how he was endeared to then he goes he went by but he started to write about wisdom's path and he said my mother was a good woman i thought she was the wisest person in the whole wide world so one day when i was just a little fellow i said how can i become wise like her she laughed and laughed and she said you know there's just one thing she said life is like a path we all have to walk the path if we lay down we lay down on the path if we live through the night we have to get up and start walking down the path again as we walk down that path we find experiences like little scraps of paper in front of us along the way we must pick up those pieces of paper and put them in our pockets every single scrap of paper we come to should be put in that pocket then one day we'll have enough scraps of paper to put together and see what they say maybe we'll have enough to make some sense read the information and take it to heart then put those pieces back in the pocket and go on because there'll be more pieces to pick up later if we pull them out and study them maybe we can learn a little bit more if we do that throughout life we'll know when to pull out the scraps of paper and read more messages the more we read the more we'll learn about the meaning of life if we become wise or at least wiser than we were and then she said but if we never pick up those scraps of paper and never read them we'll never become wiser we'll keep on wondering about life and never learn the creator's instructions remember one thing nobody learns all the answers I've always tried to pick up the scraps of paper said uncle Frank like my mother said 
and he smiled. I've missed a few after the things that just never made sense. Still trying to figure out what those missing scraps are. And, um, you know, it it just uh, really has always touched me. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about that, Michael. Um, you know, about wow, some of the that's... scraps of paper that you've picked up and, and the messages you've received. <laughs> I have mine in a file cabinet in my mind. <laughs> there are so many in there that that it's insane. I like to say that I've probably forgotten about more experiences than most people have had in their entire lifetime. <laughs> because you know, it, I'm probably I'm on my I'm on my fourth or I'm probably my probably my fifth life right now uh, in this one single life. But I, uh, in my view, the, the scraps of paper uh, represent, and I, you can tell me if if this is what it's supposed to be, but they represent events and experiences that touch us, uh, that impact mm-hmm. us. And uh, that if we, we, we have the choice of whether to ignore them, sweep them under the carpet, or take them and uh, play, take them and see them as a piece of paper, put them in our, uh, in our pocket, and at some particular point down the line, go back and reflect upon those and, and see how we have changed as a result of those particular, those pieces of paper, those experiences, those events in our life. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's something about Indian, indigenous wisdom that is just, <laughs> oh my gosh, so absolutely brilliant. Um, and and it's, it's, we, we could all learn from, uh, from uh, indigenous cultures that are so amazingly connected to mm-hmm. everything to heaven, to earth, to the universe, to people. Uh, the, the, the length of connection and the sense of oneness is mind-blowing, uh, to say the least. And I, you know, nobody learns everything. That is so true. We've got many lives to learn. Uh, we can't, there's no way you're going to learn everything. There's so much to learn. However, in my view, if we if we approach this life from a perspective of we are supposed to learn something and focus on what might that be while engaging with life with love, embracing the oneness that uh, we all share, that we you know, came from oneness and we will return to oneness when we, when we uh, pass. In my view, we can, we can make this, uh, this life amazing. And uh, because we're seeing it from a, a different perspective. And I, I believe that for me, it didn't always be that way, but in the last 30 years, I've come to, to see more of how the people I connect with and the experiences that I had fit into the big picture uh, of mm-hmm. my life and what I'm supposed to learn. And to me, that's what this is, this is speaking to, is just that, is there's a big picture. Uh, we have to, and it's up to us to remain cognizant that there is a big picture. Uh, I tell people every day I share in my podcasts and, and, and talks and just in conversations with people that there is a big picture. And when we get caught up in the small picture, uh, instead of seeing that we miss the pieces of paper, I guess that's what I'm, what I'm trying to say. If you get caught up in the minutia, um, the stick the, that, that's along the path, the, the tree that may be low-hanging, uh, we're going to miss the pieces of paper that are sitting right there for us to pick up and put in our pocket. Um, and that's, that's uh, to me, the, the, the travesty of life sometimes is that 
there's so much distraction and noise that we get distract we get taken off the path and we miss the meaning of what it is that we're supposed to um, learn from whatever does happen in our life. Um, it, it's, it, death and dying is one of those things that to me is a good example when we have family or friends that pass away. And we, you know, we're, our, our grieving takes us away from the actual, sometimes can take us so far away uh, from the, looking at the macro picture um, that we, uh, of why that person was in our life, what they contributed to our life, being grateful for the contribution they made to our life, uh, forgiving ourselves for anything that we might have uh, said or done that, that uh, impacted the relationship in a negative way, and really seeing it for what it was, and, and one, a piece of paper in our life putting it in our pocket, and then seeing how it kind of comes together um, at some particular point down the line. I think it's, to me, I, I've, I've sometimes, like every 10 years, I'll sit around. I, let's say every 10 years, but every year, New Year's and my birthday, I, I kind of have that little, I take out the pieces of paper and kind of look at them, so to speak, and mentally. That's, that's when I do it. Um, so while other people may be celebrating this and that, I'm seeing the New Year as something that, an opportunity to move uh, to, to assess and move in a different direction if I see uh, that or recommit myself to uh, something in particular about myself in terms of personal growth or relationships or whatever. Uh, and birthdays, same thing. I'm here another year on the, on the, on, in this earthly plane and I have an opportunity to make an impact and be of service and how might I do that? Yeah. It's kind of interesting. There's so many things to think about, but those, that's a great story, by the way. Great story. Oh, thank you. I just, you know, I there is so much of that uh, in what you're saying, Michael. You know, to be able to know uh, what to what to keep and what to put away, and and when you look at things, I I, I think about you know when you were talking, uh, somehow I got a visual of of a. a cartoon like a children's cartoon where you know you had two little explorers and and you see they um, in a cartoon they show the map and then they show this dotted line and the one person you know they might go in circles or there and then they intersect and they cross and the other person may just be a straight path and you know where you end up it's it's still the same point no matter which way you go and the little things that you find along the way those scraps of piece of paper is what makes our life more interesting. And as we have said before, a lot of times people in the world today, they're so busy doing different things that they're missing out on those little pieces of paper, the little nuggets of wisdom, yeah. the things that yeah. really make a difference mm-hmm. and what make us human. You know, and, and as you were talking, and I don't know why the other visual that came to me, because I tend to be a visual person, was yeah, actually the visual of somebody reaching out a hand. And that that being, you know, and, and I've always been an independent person, you know, and so when somebody reaches out a hand to me, I, I, I was, you know, I'm like, oh, no, no, it's okay. I can, I can do it myself. You know, no, that's all right. You know, I don't need a hand up. But you know, to when somebody does that, it's it's like that little scrap of piece of paper. You pull that out, and you're like, 
oh, you know what, here, I had that experience. Your, may, your experience may not be quite the same as mine, but I understand. I feel you in my heart. I understand where you are. I have compassion. I have kindness towards you. I have been where you've been. I've been at that same spot and picked up. It may not be the same writing on the piece of paper, but mm-hmm. I know. I know where you are. And so for me, one of the greatest lessons of my life is to learn to take somebody's hand and allow them to help me and not having to be so independent that it's okay to, you know, yeah. uh, you know, share, share in the wisdom of others. I, it does, I don't have to know all the answers, which I think sometimes, you know, so true. Call, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. People will call me and sometimes I feel like I'm Google, like they'll, call, they'll say, what is this? What, <laughs> you know, what's the weather today? Or, or you know, like, how many? You've got to be kidding uh, me. Yeah. And, <laughs> you got, and then you got things, 18 like, sources of weather right in front of you. And, you know, yeah. It's not yeah, the weather. And, it's the conversation. Yeah, it's not the weather. It's the conversation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's the connection. Exactly. It's like, you know, yeah, let me, I'll call and ask about the weather, but it's not the weather. It's the connection. It's, and this is what we, 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 we sometimes get caught up in the minutiae thinking, of, why are you calling me? You've got 18 sources that can tell you the weather. You know, no, you're calling because. You you want the the, the connection the uh, the relational um, connection with with another person and mm-hmm. um, what came to mind when you talk about the little things that often make what came to me when you were just um, speaking about your life is that it's the little it's the littlest things that often make the biggest difference in our lives um, and it, it, there's a, there's a story uh, that I uh, came across last year of a, a gentleman who uh, had uh, been become very wealthy in business and uh, was a, a, a great uh, benefactor. He gave away money, supported causes. He, you know, he put his, he, he donated to organizations and schools and had his, you know, his name inscribed and, and, and all that for donating the funds and the money and helping these people. And he dies and he goes, goes to, uh, uh, to his guide and uh, uh, he says, yeah, look at me. I did a great job, didn't I? And he goes, and they said, it's not, it, it wasn't that. It was, do you remember the time that you were in the rain and you saw a woman crying at a bus stop? You were on your way to, 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 to work. It was, you had an umbrella and the woman was sitting there and had no umbrella and she was, she was at a bus stop and she was, she was bawling her eyes out. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember that. And he goes, what did you do? <laughs> he actually put his briefcase down. He was, he was compelled for some reason to put his brief, briefcase down and sit down next to your bench and ask her what, on the bench and ask her what, what went on. What, what, what's, what's the matter? And in, in his consolation of her, in his consolation of her, which he thought was just nothing. Like his, 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 he said, his guide said, that was one of the defining moments of your life. And he said, you got to be kidding me. I made all this money. I became very successful and I donated to charities and all this. He says, no, no, no. It wasn't about that. It was about this moment, the way you impacted that person, that, that woman at that bench. You helped transform her life. You showed her the kindness that helped her to understand that kindness did exist in the world. And she oh. went on to do great things. And he's like, no, you got to be kidding me. You know, he thought, oh, it's all about the money. It's all about doing this. It's all about, you know, uh, big houses and making big contributions to, to foundations and charities and all of that. 
And, and no, 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 it's the individuals, the treasure of individual connection that really makes the difference. And I always remember that. And so I'm going to tell you this little story about July 4th. So I, we're, we're out at the beach all day. I rented a tent. I have a friend who has a, a beach service, tent, chairs. We've got seven people. And we're all there. One of the couples brought cupcakes. And uh, we, I, I brought, I used to be in the sunscreen business, so I bought all the sunscreen. And I bought a sunburn. I always bring a sunburn gel to the beach. I always. We had, we had, the, most amazing, had the most amazing sunburn gel, natural, chemical-free sunburn gel. And uh, real high quality. And we, I always bring a tube of it because I still have a couple thousand tubes in my shed. And uh, so I share them with people. And I said, I, I sat down. And there was this other group of young people, uh, two guys, three girls. They were probably in their mid-20s, and they uh, were next to us uh, playing the music a little bit too loud. And I said, because we had music too, and they were drowning us out. So I had got up, and I went over, and I said, excuse me. Uh, the young guy said, yeah, sure. I said, could you turn the music down just a little bit? And he said, oh, yeah, no, no problem, no problem. And then I started as I normally do, I engage with them. I, I, uh, here I am, a, you know, a, a gray-haired guy talking with them. I said, I, I asked him, I said, where are you from? And the guy said, Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, he's in the military from Pensacola. We came to meet. I said, really, what branch? He says, Air Force. I said, that's awesome. And he comes up out of the water, and I introduce myself to him, and I said, you know, my dad was in the military for 22 and a half years, retired a colonel, and we got to talking about that. And the other ladies come up and, and, and the like. And I, I said, I was, I was watching this. This guy was already half burned because uh, he, he'd come from somewhere where he hadn't been outside, wasn't used to the intensity of the sun. And, and I'm fine. I'm going to keep an eye on this. I didn't mention anything about it. But when I came back, my, my girlfriend and uh, my other buddy, uh, yeah, he's going to get the sunburn gel today, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and I said he, he doesn't know it yet, does he? He doesn't know he's going to get that. He doesn't know he's going to have that taken care of, right? And I said, I because uh, they didn't bring an umbrella. They didn't bring anything. They're out all day. They're like all day. They were there all night until the fireworks went off. And I said, and it was, it was, what was interesting is that about, I think it was about 5 o'clock, I was getting ready to leave uh, just to go home and take a shower and change clothes and come back. Uh, and spend another three hours relaxing, talking, you know, chatting, and eat a little something. And I, I, just before I left, I got up and I went over. I said, yeah, he's going to get the sunburn gel. So I took the sunburn gel tube over there, and I said, hey, I said, uh, you're, you're, you're burning pretty badly, aren't you? He says, yeah, I, I am. Well, this is, this is what I'd love for you to do. I'm going to give you the sunburn gel, which is going to take care of everything that you've got. All you need to do is just go over to that shower over there at the restaurant that we're in front of, uh, just wash off, wash the sand and uh, all the spray sunscreen you put on, that chemical stuff you put on that didn't work. Spray that all, uh, wash all that off, and then put this on. Put this on. This is good for your skin, and it'll help uh, arrest that damage that you have. And he goes, oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. Thank you so much. You're, 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 you're incredibly kind. My gosh. I, I, he was like, the look on his face was like he startled that somebody actually cared about, you know, his skin. And I said, we're going to go and we're going to come back in about an hour. He says, we'll be here all this time. We'll keep an eye on things. And I said, well, that's fine. And I came back. And then the people who bought the cupcakes, we couldn't eat them all. So later on, long story short, uh, just before the fireworks, I picked up the cupcakes and I took them over. He and his now, it was now seven or eight friends. And I said, here, you guys have a couple of these. 
relax, chill. And he goes, he goes, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You're you're like the kindest person I've ever known. I'm like, no, I'm just I'm just sharing. And at the end of the night, I actually after the fireworks, we were getting ready to leave, and I walked over and I gave him my podcast card. I went over and I said, I said, how have you guys enjoyed the day? He says, man, you're 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 like you are so kind. I I don't even know what to say. I'm like, I've never had anyone, you know, that was that was as kind as you. Come, I said, well, look, all you need to do is just remember it and pay it forward. That's all. And here's my here's my podcast. If you, you, I realize you all are about 35 years younger than me, 35, 40 years younger than me. Um, however, maybe what you learn in this podcast can help you skip a few steps along the way. There's enough wisdom in here to, to really just, you know, you may not be ready for all of it, but maybe some of it will apply right now and then maybe some more later. So just expose yourself to it. And he says, oh, my gosh, thank you. This is, you're, 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 you're so special. You're so amazing. And you kept thanking me, and I'm like, that's fine. Just, uh, you know, enjoy your time here. Be safe and get back home safely. And I left. Uh, however, what's interesting is that, as I'll tell our audience, these, you have to look for these experiences. If you're all caught up in your own little world, wherever you are, you'll never notice when someone else might need a leg up, might need a hand. Maybe there's a connection that you can make. I, you know, he asked me what my name was. I gave him my name. He told me his name, Andrew. It was great. And, and I think it's all awesome. It wasn't his name, though. It wasn't like where he was from or all the other facts. It was like he was a really nice guy, and he deserved to just not be in pain maybe move forward or maybe experience a kindness that uh, he had never experienced before. Of course, I didn't know that at the time. It was just the way I am. And that's – the moral of the story is we are running through life sometimes so fast that we miss opportunities to connect with people, even just so briefly, and make an impact, a positive impact on their life that perhaps they'll be talking about and they'll remember for the rest of their life. So you can be that piece of paper for someone, I guess, is the point I'm getting to. That's you can be that piece Michael. of paper. That's... You can be that piece of paper for them. And uh, you just have to open your eyes and look and, and, and just take advantage of those opportunities to be that piece of paper. It's spectacular. I, I, I look for them all the time, and I know you do too. And mm-hmm. I hope our listeners do as well. Life is busy right now. Life, and it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We're sold this dog and pony show of we've got to do this, be that by this age. We've got to save for retirement for this, and we've got to do this for that, and we've got to, you know, get that degree and get this thing here and get that there and, you know, get that car, get that house, have those two kids and, and, and um, for, for, to be grandkids for your parents. And there's this whole, like, uh, litany of things that you have to somehow accomplish by some particular age. And if you're stuck attempting to accomplish that, there's a lot of other meaningful things that can also impact your life in such a positive way. And sometimes people just, they don't find this out until they're in their 60s or 70s. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, but there were so many pieces of paper. (laughs) So many. That yeah, right. so many pieces of paper. Let's 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 make it make it a point. And I hope there's some young people listening to this and can begin to start looking for those pieces of paper 
looking for opportunities to be the piece of paper, looking for the opportunities to pick up those pieces of paper to 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 integrate them into our uh, into our psyche and our thinking and our, our right. wisdom uh, experientially. Oh, a hundred percent, Michael. You, when you, there was a, a saying, and I don't recall it exactly verbatim, but it said, you know, some people come into our lives and quickly go, and others come and they leave footprints on our heart, and we are never ever right. the same. And I mm-hmm. believe that's exactly what you were to that young man. You were a footprint on his heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not, um, you know, whatever he gets, you know, where in his journey home, I'm sure that he recalled you. I'm sure you will be the source of stories when he has children, if he does. You know, the kindness that you extended to him, even even with the cupcakes, you know, the, the thing is you extended that and it was received and it was appreciated. Um, you know, you, they could have said, no, 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 I don't want your cupcakes. But regardless, sure. you know, yeah. like, okay, no problem. You know, that, and, and, you know, you have to be open to, to that as well. That sometimes, and I, I you know, in my holistic practice, you know, I, sometimes people just weren't ready for the information. As you said, you know, you you never know when you pull that piece of paper out and that message is so appropriate for what's going on in your life. So true. Um, yeah, sometimes absolutely. it's like you look at it and you go, oh, I don't really get this. Yeah, you know what, that's like, doesn't resonate with me, not, yeah. not even make sense right now, but then six months down the road, you go, oh, my gosh. If I would only have paid attention to that little piece of paper, my journey yeah, would have true. been that much easier. So, you know? so, so, so true. So true. Um, I love your comment, the footprint on someone's life. Um, we, <laughs> I can see that on a T-shirt <laughs> right now. Yeah. Just to, to, you know, as a, just share it with the world because that's, that's what it's really about. And it's like get out of your own... Um, uh, drama, get, get away from the the, dan- the drama dance, and start seeing of life, and begin to see opportunities. And by the way, it's interesting because you're right about one thing. Sometimes it's it's not timely. It might not be timely, and it might not be received the way you think. I have an interesting intuition. I think that maybe one out of a hundred times that happens. Uh, however, and it's incredibly rare because I have sort of this, I watch, I, I observe people. And I do too. a lot of it is a, <laughs> yeah, it's about, it's about timing. It's about timing. Mm-hmm. If I'd have gone over to that gentleman before he had the sunburn, uh, when it was lighter, might not have been as well received. Um, who knows? I just have, I guess, a sense of innate timing when it, 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 I listen to my intuition and uh, my timing is, is just about right. When I'm playing golf with somebody and I notice that they're incredibly frustrated with their game, I don't immediately after I see the first or second really bad effort go over to them and attempt to help them. I, I wait until like, like 90% of the round and then I'll, I'll go over to them because quite frankly, uh, I want to see whether or not they can self-correct, whether they you know, can mm-hmm. recognize what they're doing, that they're being their own worst enemy. And when I understand that when, when they get to the point where they wish they wish they knew exactly what they were doing, and sometimes they'll actually say, what am I doing? You know, 
that will be about ninety percent of the round. <laughs> right. And I'll and I'll then I'll offer us what it is. It's like you have to have intuition. You have to have the right timing for when, uh, because people really need to get to the point where they sometimes ask for help, uh, whether it's verbal or um, otherwise, where they're. Uh, they, and you know you you can have a good sense if you do it enough. You can have you have a good sense about when that point is, and at that point, they're ready to accept. Uh, they're receptive, I should say. That number, that al- that element of alchemy, receptivity. You know, people. It's it's the one that most people forget about. You can be a teacher, however, the teacher is most effective when the student is ready for what is being taught, what is being mm-hmm. shared. And sometimes they have to go through um, the pain and angst, the, uh, the frustration, the worry, be to, in order to become receptive. And you've got to let them get to that particular point. Otherwise, what you're, what you're imparting to them, conveying to them, is not going to be as, re- as well received so to speak. And that might sound cruel, but it's not. It's just letting somebody experience their life the way they're experiencing it and let them decide when something needs to change. And mm-hmm. I always remember people sometimes will continue, and it's not, your, it's not your fault, nothing you did. Sometimes people will continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a completely different result in their life, and it's just not going to happen. And you still have to wait until they become get, get to the point where they... Um, express that they need to change something needs to change for them mm-hmm. and then they're open they're aware enough to receptive enough to receive what's being shared um and it's <laughs> you know i i wish i had a million listeners for my for my podcast and this podcast by the way however what i always keep in mind is that the people who are listening are the people who are ready to hear what they have to share Absolutely. they're aware enough and alert and that's and you, even if it's just you go through your entire life and it's only one person, one soul that you've impacted, you've done your job. You have, mm-hmm. you've done the thing that you were supposed to do. And I always have to remember that. You know, it's not about the number of likes to a post. It's not about that. It's the, it's the quality of, of, of the connection that you've made. And, uh, and that, to me, I'm deeply grateful. I'm grateful to anybody who takes a moment to listen to this to this show or listen to the podcast um, because it, gratitude is, is just part of it. We're here to share what we have, knowledge to share the pieces of paper that people can pick up and take on the, you know, on the, uh, uh, put in their pocket and refer to later on. And mm-hmm. I love that story. I'm like, that's like, dang, I'm going to adopt that. I, I love that. <laughs> the story, <laughs> funny story about the, the wisdom keeper, the paper. It's just like, wow, yeah. walking down the path. And there's paper, and that's a great analogy. It's an awesome oh, analogy. Yeah, it is. And, you know, Michael, I, I love what you say uh, about us having things, you know, around us that we don't necessarily see. And when you were speaking, which I have a DVD that many years ago, I, I absolutely love the author, Greg Braden, and I've gone to many of his lectures to hear him in person. And one of the, the lectures that I went to, he showed a video, it was at a Celebrate Your Life event, and I think it was in Chicago. And um, 
he showed a, a short clip from a Chinese medicineless hospital where people come with all sorts of disease states. This particular individual had bladder cancer. And at that Chinese medicineless hospital, there is no doctor and patient. It's actually teacher and student because we all have the opportunity to be both. And they had this particular individual. Uh, they took a, a ultrasound. So you could see it live on the screen of this very large tumor. And then on mm -hmm. the other, which was they froze the, the frame so that you could see what the size of the tumor was. And then they had a live one. And these individual uh, teachers came in and they started to move the energy. And they, they just started, they said a word that meant no cancer. And it became faster and faster and faster. And as you saw it on the live ultrasound, the tumor got smaller and smaller and smaller until it was just gone. And they all clapped. And it was, and I was just like, wait a minute, how, in what universe yeah. does that happen, right? Yeah, really. So uh -huh. I, I was very, very determined to figure out where that came from. Where is that video clip? How can I get that? You know, because for me, it just changed my whole concept of what's possible. And, and it's on a, a DVD called 101 Miracles um, in Healing by Luke Chan. He's a, a Qigong master and i've mm. had the video for many years i have the book i have the video there's practices in it i you know and here again it's those those little pieces of paper it, that little piece of paper was in my pocket but it wasn't until uh my partner is experiencing a challenge that i pulled that dvd out to open the horizons to re-examine what the possibilities are of no cancer and what I never did all these years, I never watched beyond really maybe like maybe another 15 minutes. I never really delved into the exercises. So the one night I, I decided I'd put it in and I'm like, well, what exactly is this? And how do you move the energy? I started doing the exercises that were in the video and I thought it was all about bringing your hands together and allowing the universal consciousness to fill up your hands and then pulling it out and bringing it in and pulling it out. So fast forward a few days. I'm at a friend of mine. She had a dog that somebody abandoned, and she's a dog groomer. So she asked if I would take in the dog. Of course, I always have an open house for, for somebody new. But while I was at her grooming salon, I was just going to go and pick up the dog and leave. You know, that was my goal, but she was busy. And as I was sitting there, I looked in the cage, and there was this dog. And I'm looking at it, twisting and turning, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, that dog's in pain. What? I asked her, what's going on with that dog? And she said, oh, she's a 16-year-old. She just fell down the stairs. Um, and she, you know, her mother's really worried about her. I said, can I? it would be okay if I took the dog out of the cage? And she said, sure. And I just held her on my lap and I used that exercise and I pulled it out and I put it in. And, and I really wasn't doing it with any intention other than to just sort of relieve the dog of some pain. I, I had no expectations. 
The dog relaxed. I put her in a little dog bed in the window. She slept the whole time until she was ready to be groomed. Now, unbeknownst to me, this dog had not stood for several, like, several months to been able to stand and not been able to be groomed standing. Her legs were not mm-hmm. strong enough. And she stood the whole grooming session. So, you know, wow. whatever that was, <clears throat> you know, and it, it was just, maybe taking a few minutes. Was I ready for that information when I bought the video hmm. years ago? Hmm. I don't, I maybe possibly not. I mean, my life would have been a lot easier just learning that simple exercise. Um, and I've been playing with it and practicing it. And there's still more exercises on the DVD in my timing right now. I haven't had time to watch. But, um, you know, I certainly intend to and, and just, you know, just, but I, I just thought that that was, you know, when, when you have that opportunity, you sort of, you know, you have these, again, on a DVD, right? You can fast forward through the chapters. You can choose right. what you want to watch. You want to choose, you know, so again, it's that same analogy about those scraps of paper. And, you know, when you pull that one out of your pocket and you share it, you know, and, and I did with a dog and I, what I love about animals is there is no placebo effect <laughs> because it either works or it doesn't. True. You know, that is dog, so true. Dog, that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you, you, you uh, actually, let me see if I get this right. The, the video showed, the DVD showed you how to, um, to manipulate the energy that yes, was the, impacting the this dog's Yes, it's called Chi Lel, like C-H-I, and then the second word is L-E-L, so Chi Lel. And it's a form of Qigong that they practice. And what's interesting uh, about, and I've I've watched, I have several videos about uh, this particular hospital. There's a a Dr. Shaw. I, I did coursework with him. He's absolutely incredible. He's a medical doctor. He's a doctor of Chinese medicine. He's a Qigong grandmaster. And Dr. Shaw went to study with Dr. Guo, who was the founder of this hospital. And um, when Dr. Shaw went to study with him, when he asked to study with him, uh, he asked to be his student. And (laughs) Dr. Guo said, no, no, uh, no, you're not ready. <laughs> you're not, I don't need a student. And, and Dr. Shaw was very insistent. And, you know, finally, Dr. Guo uh, acquiesced. And, um, you know, Dr. Guo is now departed, but his daughters are, are still running running the hospital. But there's a fascinating documentary on Dr. Shaw and Dr. Guo and where they they discuss things. Now, I don't know the connection with Luke Chan. Uh, I I, um, with the founder of Vibrant Living, Glenn Brooks, he was familiar with him, but it was uh, through Greg Braden that I, you know, saw this video that opened these doorways to me. But the, yeah, it's a very simple practice of just, uh, you know, sort of forming an open hand, uh, a little bit curved, and you bring your hands Mm -hmm. together, but, uh, you know, not, not touching and allowing the, as they explain the universal consciousness to fill into that vessel and then you you Maybe. pull it out to expand to allow more wisdom to to flow in and then you bring it in again and you 
you gently so it's sort of like a, a slowing motion where you just if uh, almost like the hula right where you're you're bringing yeah, yeah, yeah. the hands right it's a, a gentle mm-hmm. swaying mm-hmm. motion and mm-hmm. you know and and that was all I did I didn't I thought all I wanted to do well my wanted to do was to see if I could help this dog be out of pain and she was out of pain so and it worked um, it worked it worked yes it did it's so amazing it did. when you when you see that that sort of thing uh happen you become a uh, you know it just increases your uh your level of of belief in things that are that cannot be seen uh mm-hmm. and because you know there's obviously there's um a lot of people who don't necessarily um, believe something unless they can see it, touch it, taste it, or feel it. Uh, <laughs> uh, interesting thing about energy is, uh, and kindness and love and all that, it's just they're beyond all that. The impact that they mm-hmm. make on your life is, is, is not something that is going to be uh, um, impacted by uh, something you can, you can grasp with the four senses. You, just, you, you can feel it. And it's just, it's beautiful. That is awesome. As, as much as uh, I love pets, and I know that pets come into our lives for um, various reasons, and I know that you were where you were when you were there because there are no accidents, there are no coincidences, and you were there to help that particular, uh, that particular dog at that moment in time. And it's wonderful. I think mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. And to pull your piece of paper out of your, out of your pocket, so to speak, mentally, and and uh, perform that, that kindness and love. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. And I know your connection with dogs. you got a greater, bigger connection <laughs> with dogs than I do. a deeper connection. I mean, you do. I mean, that's, that's just, that's, that's wonderful. And that, you know, that's, that's kind of cool. I love seeing that kind of stuff. But I, but I understand as well that we, you know, we, we get caught up in our lives and the things that are going on. I, it, it's interesting because I was thinking about it today that the number of things I say no to, things that I mm-hmm. just don't engage in, um, because I understand that what I might be doing is taking on something that, that taking on a bit too much. I'd like to have time to, you know, meditate. And sometimes I get caught up at the barn and I don't get to. Sometimes I come home and I got to do something that needs to be done at the house fix something, you know, clean something, you know, something that happens. However, uh, it's up to us to design our lives around the opportunity to connect with people, pets, animals, ourselves, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. we have to do that. It's, uh, you know, you, you, if you, if you, if you buy into the, to the whole, um, I always need to be shopping, uh, or you know, shopping is my is my uh, uh, happiness. Uh, you're going to end up with a lot of stuff and not feel so good about it at some particular point in time, uh, because happiness isn't outside of us. And I, I, it's the one message I think I've been driving home more than anything else on my podcast, like this podcast, is that we 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 are as as as, as souls we have to make sure we don't get too caught up in the nuance of the reality, which this is the harsh reality on the earthly plane. And if we get caught up in it and commit in what I call emotional capital to it, uh, to things that don't really serve us, 
any, at any given moment, uh, we're going to miss having the emotional capital for, uh, so we're going to lack the emotional capital to invest in the things that actually do service and, and, and others. And uh, mm-hmm. that is my, my constant uh, not a struggle. I don't call it that. It's just that's my vision is to make sure that I, uh, that I plan my life around connections with people, connections with friends, enjoying experiences with friends, like this beach time on July 4th, um, going to you know, pizza tomorrow with other friends, playing golf on the weekend with friends, you know, there are great people out there that we come across that, that uh, um, we have a positive impact on them. They have a positive impact on us. And we have to make sure that we, we don't get so caught up in the nuance of drama and distraction and um, in other stimuli that we forget that those connections are what is important. But the other stuff is not important. This is important you know, the mm-hmm. connections with people. And, uh, and because it's fun. It's fun with them too. It's, it's something you can, you can, you can, you can sense and, and you can, uh, you can feel good about. And as someone said, um, I think it was uh, somebody channeled somebody by the name of Quo and it was talking about the fact that our lives should be 50%, 51% service service to others. Think about that for a second. How often do we actually make it a point, make it an intention to serve others in a positive way? I'm not talking about telling them what to do, controlling them and all of that. I'm just talking about basically uh, when we see opportunities like you and I have been talking about for this hour, seeing opportunities to be to express kindness to others, to show that kindness exists, to, to perform kindness, to to perform random acts of kindness or whatever it, that, that uh, I don't know, I, it's not necessarily a cliche, but it's something that's become sort of cliche, random acts of kindness, um, to perform random acts of love, random acts of, of uh, empathy and compassion with other people. It, is, it makes you feel good. A giving of yourself in that way uh, immediately lifts your own spirits and lifts your own, elevates your own frequency, so to speak, um, to levels that you could never possibly um, achieve any other way. And I, I love that. I absolutely love it. And to look for opportunities, to be on the lookout for opportunities, is that's a great intention to have in life. I like it. Chill out. I like it. Chill out. I like that. Um, yeah. I'll have to look, up that, look that one up. There's some powerful forces out there we're not aware of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You know, and, you know, so for me, you know, you say, like, paying attention to different things. You know, sometimes I'll be in a bookstore and a book will fall off the shelf. You know, it wouldn't have been anything that I was <laughs> planning on reading or looking for. And I think, geez, that's weird. What's, what's that all about? What is that all about? And you know, one of the the books for me that was that was like that was was a book written by Marianne Williamson, um, and I had never heard of her. I didn't know who she was, and I was had just uh, separated from a, a six year relationship. I broke up with my boyfriend, and I was questioning myself on a lot of different ways. And mm. 
you know, and and her second book was called A Return to Love, and I apologize. I can't remember the name of the exact book. Um, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it was one of those books that fell off the shelf, and I opened it up, and it was exactly what I needed to read, exactly what I needed to hear, and I've given so many copies of, of her book away. And, but, and, and that doorway opened up A Course in Miracles to me. I had never heard of A Course in Miracles, and mm-hmm. really what that's all about is exactly what you're speaking to. Michael is about love and that connection and Mm -hmm. you know the things that we you know learn and question and and guide us and you know one of Glenn Brooks's thing was love always brings up something unlike itself and and I I, you know I thought well Mm -hmm. what does that exactly mean you know what does that mean but yeah. you know, you knew Glenn as I knew Glenn, and oftentimes there would be challenges that would come into his into his life, and to be able to see that as an opportunity to grow in a space of love was really a, a gift that he had. Um, sometimes, you know, you know, he had he had to sort of circumvent through things and and you know True. Get to get to that point. But um, yeah. you know, ultimately, you know, he did, and um, and and I and I think about that when I have some, a challenge with somebody, I'm like, okay, how is this person crying out for love? How can I re-examine it? How do I need to love myself differently? Um, you know, different, yeah, you know, just aspects, all different aspects of that, and and a lot of it has to do with kindness, and I think. As you said, you know, learning to be kind to others, but also learning to be kind to yourself, and knowing when to say, you know what, um, you know, I that doesn't resonate with me. You know, I'm not going to go with the crowd. I, I instead, my soul needs this today, and to take the time to do that. And, um, mm-hmm. and Tim Tim Freak, who we we talked about when you talked about meditation, I've been re-listening to his book Deep Awake and he talks about how you know meditation you know for him when his mind wanders he doesn't beat himself up he's like wow you know this is where this goes and you know we all always think that things have to be a certain way but again going back to those little pieces of paper you may find that your story your path may not look like somebody else's and to accept that and honor whatever that is. I think is true. very, very, very powerful. So true. You have to. It's, it's uh, everything you said uh, resonates so completely. Uh, and this is a little wisdom we pick up along the way. And sometimes we, we don't uh, get uh, the, the meaning. It. I think everybody, this book is like, everybody is searching for something. In in my view, it's, it's, it's love. It's oneness. Mm-hmm. It's connection. Loveness, oneness, connection. That's what's being looked. That's what that's what people are looking for. And disguised as many things, um, disguised as all kinds of different things. And however, that's ultimately when you have love in your life, uh, loving friendships, loving connection, uh, no matter what degree. Uh, you are a better person for it. And when you have 
uh, the ability to uh, connect with people on that level. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I live in the South, and everybody down here says hello to everybody. You're walking down That's the street, wonderful. everybody drives, <laughs> as they drive by, people are waving through their windows, hi, how are you, what the, hello, you know. Um, and I, I came here from California, and California happens about one out of every six, eight times. In New York City, you walk down the street in New York City because there's eight million people living in a very small area. Uh, you're you're talking about you know privacy and space is a premium. Uh, so people when they get out, they really don't want to talk to people. They don't want to talk to people. They want they they're in their own personal space, and so they they don't wave on purpose because they don't want to start a conversation. They want to be by themselves. In, you know when they're out of their apartments or houses or whatever and it's a whole different whole different spin uh, and I've lived in places where people say hello to everybody and I've lived in places where people don't uh, because of one reason or another the interesting thing I'm finding about down here is that we're getting a lot of North, North, Northeasterners who are moving here and this and Midwesterners who are unfamiliar with that so when you're oh. talking about yeah even on our own street People have sold and moved away, done whatever, and the people who have bought their houses, whereas the person inside would be out walking every day, and we walk every day and we say hi to people and we talk to people, and um, they never leave the house. They never leave the house. They never walk down the street. They get in their car and they drive down the street and leave. Sometimes they say hello and sometimes they don't. However, six months here, eight months here, never seen them. Like, wow, really? But they came from California, Orange County, where it was very crowded. And um, for whatever reason, I'm not going to speculate, being friendly is not part of their social DNA. It's just, you know, they're, they're in their house, they're doing everything, and when they leave their house, they drive away down the street, go to wherever they go, and they come back and they go back into their house. And somebody from Ohio did the same thing. Not to say there's anything bad about Ohio. I'm not. Um, there, are, uh, there are a couple of families that moved in down the street. Same thing. Never see them. Never see them. Never oh. wave. Never. It's kind of like, and you're like, it's interesting. You know, we, when Hurricane Michael hit, um, I'll go to this story very quickly. When Hurricane Michael hit, uh, it was, <laughs> this place was a, a destruction zone. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And we were only on the outer west side, outer west side of a Cat 5. So, uh, however, uh, when we got done cutting down trees, cleaning up debris, um, all up and down the street, there was 10 feet of debris in front of everyone's house, literally. All on their whole property line, 10 feet tall of tree debris, shrub debris, you name it, housing debris, stuff. And that after it was over, everybody, we, we had a community that kind of came together and, and uh, everybody went knocking on everybody's door. Are you okay? If you, if you stayed, you know, if they stayed there, if they didn't stay, we went and took a look at their house because we get people calling and say, you know, how, how, you know is my house okay? Uh, and we could, we could tell them, we could assess the, pro- the damage. We had no, pro- no power for three days, three or four days, actually. Um, so we had to organize going out and getting water, getting gasoline to run generators, and, you know, we had a truck, so we have a truck, so we, we, you know, you need gas, put your gas can in here. And I'm driving 
45 minutes away uh, to the west to get gas like everybody else was doing. So the gas lines were very long. So, you, you know, sometimes we have to drive an hour and a half to get to a place where uh, gas was prevalent without, you know, a lot of, uh, to, get a, to get a cell phone signal. You had to drive uh, 30 minutes to get a cell phone signal. There was no cell phone signal anywhere around here. So it, it, you, when things happen, when, when that happened, everybody in the street came together. And some of those people who came together and helped, they're not here anymore. Uh, however, we would do the same thing again, I'm sure, um, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that's what you do. You, you, you come together, you help other people. Um, if, you're, if you're cooking, you share your food. Uh, if you've got air conditioning, you share that uh, because you've got a generator and it's running an air conditioner, whatever the case may be. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's when you really find out um, who your neighbors are, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, that when, when disaster strikes, you know, you, you, you kind of find it out. You share, kind, you share what you have. You, you uh, 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 make sure everybody's all right. And you go help them clean up their property. And, and uh, sometimes they come and help. It's not a matter of whether they come clean up yours. If there are older people in the street, you want to go make sure that they're okay and that their property is, you know, being taken care of. They may not have all the energy and, and the ability to get out. So it's interesting. Um, you know, we're coming to the end of our hour, but I wanted to, I, I I wanted to simply say that that's what happens, you know. You, you, uh, well, you're absolutely connection. In the connection. And it's just what, like, Lewis Carroll always would say, you know, one of the secrets of life is everything that's worth doing is what we do for others. And that's what you do, Michael. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful to our audience here on Connect to Love on PRN FM that join us each week and, you know, for you making the time to share your wisdom. It's just, it, it warms my heart more than you will ever know. And that connection to love that you feel is is just phenomenal. I'll let you sign off uh, the show today, and thank you, everybody, for, for joining us. Michael? Well, thank you. Uh, definitely. I'll just simply say that if you take nothing else in this episode, um, the, the, head, the title of it is Wisdom and Kindness, and the, keep the story of the pieces of paper in mind. Watch out for the pieces of paper uh, in your life. Put them in your pocket and refer to them, and, 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 and be kind to everyone and every, anyone. Don't get so caught up in things that you, that you forget about, that kindness really heals uh, more than anything else, kindness and love, okay? Until next time, be well, stay safe, and make every day absolutely amazing because that's, you have every power to do so. Yeah, and so it is. Thank you.